Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I've got Lauren and Sharpie today. How are you guys doing? Steve, is that you? <laughs> See, I did them in, in a different order. I did them in a different order, and then it's, it threw you guys totally. Exactly. I tried to do Steve, it. Is that you? Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, this is why Lisa normally does this job. Lisa's still on a cruise. So it, it's not. You let her leave. Why didn't know. Don't we have control over these things? I know. But our last show was pretty good. We let her leave without me. I God. know. Me too. I know. So we're back. We're doing our Back to Basics Walt Disney World series. It sounds so official now. And uh, Sharpie came up with this one. It's, it's called the Common First Time Visitor Mistakes for your Walt Disney World vacation. So we're going to help. We're going to go over them and help you avoid these common Disney World mistakes. And uh, Lauren and Sharpie put together this huge list. And so we'll start with fast passes. What do they? What do they do or not do with the fast passes? That's their common mistake. So Sharpie, you want to just take turns? Yeah, I think. First and foremost, the for the biggest mistake that people make is not booking far enough in advance uh, to understand uh, when to reserve fast passes and how important they can be to a vacation experience. But also realizing that if you don't get the fast passes that you wanted, it's not the end of the world. There are still strategies that can help you make the most of your vacation, and that's what that's what we're here for those strategies what are your strategies lauren my strategies yeah oh you want me to give all my secrets <laughs> not all your secrets just you know Gasp. okay so uh, my strategy is first and foremost please book your trip in time to book your fast passes it just makes life so much easier <laughs> and how and what is that length of time for on-site guests that would be 60 days out for on-site guests. So that means you want to get with us at least 70 days out. So we have time to book you. Probably 90. (laughs) (laughs) Go through everything. We're going to do 90, do 120. Um, No, there's definite strategy to Disney. I mean, you know, I know people go in and they're like, we're just going to wing it. It'll be fine. No, no, it's not going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to you're going to come home and you're never going to go to Disney again. And we don't want that. We want you to go back to Disney. Disney wants gonna, you to go back to Disney. And you're going to tell people that it was the the worst experience of your life. Yep. Yeah, if you because don't waiting plan. in line for 18 out of 24 hours a day is not fun. One of the most impactful things that I've ever experienced with my kids and my kids were little and it was before the the new fast pass system it was the paper one was standing we were getting onto Space Mountain so the girls were probably 10 or 11 and we're getting onto Space Mountain and we're we have a fast pass and we're walking past all these people standing in the long line oh. for Space Mountain the line was out the door like it was long and they looked at me and they're like, mommy, don't they understand the fast pass system? <laughs> That's right. It's like Wayne's world. It's like the Wayne's world scene where they have the backstage pass for everybody yep. who's seen where it's, and they're like so excited and they show it to everybody as they walk by them in line. It was exactly how I felt at that moment because the girls were so astounded by the <laughs> fact that people did not know how to use the fast pass system. I know. So don't be that person waiting in that line 
book with a book with Sharpie, book with Lauren, and they can go through the fast passes. But like the, like uh, Lauren and Sharpie both said, you got to book them in advance. And if you stay on property, you get an advantage. You get to book them before people that are not staying on Disney property. So that helps as well. So make sure you book your fast passes. And when you're doing your fast passes, you want to put them in a walking order. You want to strategize where your placement of your park is so that you can actually get the harder to get ones. There's definite strategy behind fast pass system Um, and and timing them right. So you're not hitting hitting fast pass rides when the park is quieter. So everything is about placement and about where you put everything. And it's kind of logical. And you definitely want to think it all through. It does and knowing matter. that after you've used your three, you need to see what else is available. Yep. Yeah. As soon as you click through, you can get another one on that third one. Nice. All right, Sharpie, we want to go move on to dining. So just like with fast passes, a big mistake is not booking far enough in advance to get the dining that you want. Here's the important thing to remember. If you are a if you're a late booker or you can't plan your vacations that far in advance, remember there will always be somewhere to eat at Disney. It may be inconvenient, it may be out of the way. It may not be the best menu, but there will always be somewhere to eat that doesn't have a really long wait time. It may not be in a park. Don't go expecting to get in to be our guest for lunch as More a walk up. It can happen, <laughs> but no guarantees. An Ohana at around a, a convenient dinner time, don't plan on it. Yeah. 30, 40 days in advance. It's not gonna last, happen. Yeah, last minute you're looking at a 10 o'clock reservation. Oh, oh yeah. If and and if, if you can get that. Right. Uh but but remember if you if you're if you find yourself with the, the time and budget to go last minute, we can still get you dining reservations and we can give you strategies to help you get there. Uh, but it, it's going, like I said, it's going to be a little bit inconvenient, uh, but you'll still be able to get dining reservations. Or be flexible and take lunches instead of dinners. Yeah. Um, and also, you have to remember, too, we know this, the sweet spots. Like, we know the restaurants that actually still have really good food that are kind of the sleepers that not many people know. And the character meals that people don't really realize are there that you can still kind of get last minute. Oh, there's some good ones. So, and they're actually good restaurants. They're just sleepers. People don't really realize. Yeah. They might be off the beaten path. They might have somewhat of a, of a different menu than what, what the average guest is looking for, but Hey, there are some great restaurants that have some off the beaten path menus. And how far out should we be looking to do that Sharpie? 180 days. Oh, that's so far. So for I don't those, know what I want for lunch yeah, tomorrow. That's six <laughs> months. Six months in advance. You don't know what you want for lunch tomorrow. I can't remember what I had for dinner. You know, I don't know what I want yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> never mind. Are you having dessert regret, Lauren? I am. Yeah. It happens all the time. Oh, geez. But yeah, that that's that's one of the most important things is is thinking ahead enough to say. I'm going to go ahead and plan the bones of my vacation now, even though I might, I'm going to leave the, the last minute details uh, and, and until that, that fast pass mark. But if you can book far in advance, it will help you get what you want uh, and also helps you anticipate the excitement of a Disney vacation. Yeah. It does. The planning actually is part of the fun. So why don't, it is. Sure, Lauren, why don't you, I think we, we kind of, 
hit on this other one already. That's the next one, but probably, so maybe the next two, since we've kind of been hitting around those two topics, you want to take those? Oh, not planning far enough out. Um, Cause we've kind of hit around so, that, but yeah, get into yeah, more details. So you definitely, you want to, if you can do six and a half to seven months out. Yeah. Do it. Several reasons why a promos will come out eventually. They can be applied later. Um, dining, fast passes, just the whole process of planning. You want to plan this trip. This is not a trip you want to just go into and stand in the middle of the park and go, where should we go? What should we do? There's way too much to do. There's way too much to see. You're going to miss all of it instead of just missing a portion of it. So you want to plan and you want to plan far out. Um, Not choosing the days ahead of time and, and looking and seeing okay, this park should have extra magic hours. This park has the parade. This park has this going on. You want to be able to see it all. And you don't want to run around in circles. So you don't want to plan to be in Epcot and then <clears throat> run to Animal Kingdom for lunch and then head back to Magic Kingdom for the fireworks that night. You're going to spend three hours travel time doing all of that. So Planning out and strategizing where you're going, what you're doing, how you're going to get your fast passes. So lining up your parks to anticipate where you want to be. Yeah. All of that is important. Very cool. I'm going to take the next one. So a common mistake that a lot of people make, and I know it's your one trip or you think it's going to be your one trip, but people, they go, 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 and they don't take a break. And then you come back and I, I run into people at work all the time who are like, Oh, we came back and I'm just, I need a vacation for my vacation, but you can't, you got to space it out and make it enjoyable. I know there's so much to do and that's why you take multiple trips. or you plan it out and you maybe do a universal Disney trip or just a, or you kind of do a more uh, adult trip during food and wine, but you break it up. So you have things to see and there's always something to do and not try to cram all the top, rides in on one trip so take a break do a a resort day do a pool day um just kind of have some downtime it makes it so much more enjoyable especially when it's hot oh my gosh especially especially when it's hot oh my god yeah it's like so hot during the summertime there and you're just worn so worn out um even for us when we go a lot during the summer so yeah plan some breaks take a break Sharpie. Enjoy your vacation more if you take the breaks. Yes, definitely agree. You want to take the next one, Sharpie? So trying to do too much in too many places in one day. Uh, Remember that the Walt Disney World Resort is gigantic. Uh, So planning to park hop. For a first trip, uh, it all depends on what your what your party makeup is as, as to whether I would encourage you to park hop or not. Um, I agree. Uh, especially if you have little ones, do not plan to park hop because it's just very highly unpredictable. Uh, it does take quite a bit of time to get from park to park. Uh, it's a little bit less if you're willing to do Uber, Lyft, or uh, minivan service. Uh, but if you're waiting for for buses, that can take a while. Uh, they always recommend leaving uh, at least uh, an hour uh, or 90 minutes 
between, uh, say, for instance, you have a dining reservation, uh, making sure that you leave enough time to get from point A to point B. Uh, one time it took me about three and a half hours to get from Animal Kingdom to Magic Kingdom. Uh, it was it was torture. It was. It, it took way too long. Uh, and it was just full of delays. So I was doing four parks in one day that day. Uh, so maybe that was just kind of uh, messaging is like, hey. Take a break. Take a nap on the bus for an hour. <laughs> but, you know, I ended up in Magic Kingdom at, later later in the evening than I had planned to. But that that's the other thing is is don't don't try to plan too much in one day uh, and don't try to be in too many places at once. Pick a park. Mm-hmm. Stay there. Enjoy it. Yeah, especially Have a park hopper plan ahead to use it. Uh, don't don't really do too much on a whim because it can really really eat up time. a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. It, can, it can be a huge waste of time. I agree. Yeah, as a first time visitor, there's enough to do without having to jump around, you know, in multiple parks in a day or trying to do too much. And you, I don't care how many times you've been there; nobody yeah. has seen everything. Yeah. Nope. Nobody has. Nope. We've been dozens of times, and still there are still things that we're experiencing for the first time yep and part of that too is that disney's always putting new stuff in so yeah yeah yeah. i mean i'm there for five days next week and i literally have a list of things something every day that i want to do that's new new character meal new fireworks i want to see the food yeah new food i want to see the new river of lights that they upgraded like there's always something they're upgrading or doing or you know like you could see your your head reels. There's always something. That's because you you planned. You you took on the planning aspect. You want to get a little I bit did. more into the planning of for a first timer. So, and I think we've covered this a lot already. Yeah. But the the planning is huge. You have to plan this trip. And and again, you don't have to plan this trip. You can go in on a whim. But I guarantee you, if you're a first time going to Disney and you do not plan this trip, it will be your last time going to Disney. I would put money on it. Um, If you go into it and you plan it, I get a lot of people, and Sharpie, I'm sure you do too, that say, we're one and done. This is our one trip. We're only going to do it one time. And then you plan this magical vacation for them where all the ticks are there and they get all the stuff in that they really wanted to do. And they come home and they're home a week and they're like, we want to plan another trip. Yeah. Or you know. they're like me, uh, and you're asking on Magical Express and the way back to the airport. So when are we coming back? Right. <laughs> I know. But that's because they planned and they got to see and do and and taste and touch and feel and experience and and they want to they want more now. Yeah, going in informed makes all the difference. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. That's next on the list about being informed. So if you keep up with what's going on, which you don't have to do, but if you work with a travel agent, they should be keeping up with these things. There's a lot of different things like events that's happening at a Walt lot. Disney World. So Sharpie, why don't you get into Epcot some of those? Food and wine Festival, yeah. Flower and Garden Festival that happens in the spring. Mm-hmm. Art Festival. festival. Arts is awesome. Love it. Holidays. So scary Halloween party. These very merry Christmas party, all yeah. the special 
holiday entertainment uh, over at Animal Kingdom now. And uh, Candlelight Processional. And- yeah, all that stuff. Like all the concert series that goes with the Food and Wine Festival, the concert series that and goes with – uh, Yeah, I mean so much, so much to do. <clears throat> and then you also have on the flip side of that events that are going on that may impact the crowd levels. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got all the sports events and cheerleading and dance and softball, marathons, marathons. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that can affect the crowd levels there or at least the hotels too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and transportation. Yeah. Transportation can be very overwhelmed on, on big event weekends. So, so knowing where those events are going on and, and where people are staying and, Knowing all that stuff ahead of time, you can put yourself in hotels that are not being conflicted by that. Yeah, you can be at a hotel that's crazy crowded uh, with a bunch of people there for an event. Uh, so you know, like a cheer event, and there's yeah. four million cheerleaders in the cafeteria. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what to and avoid. Understanding the type of crowd that a specific hotel, a resort hotel, caters to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, the events are big, like you said, uh, on two different ways. So what to avoid. And then also maybe these are some events that you want to attend and how do you attend them and get tickets and and plan your vacation around them. So either both sides of that. Lauren, you want to get into some basics with some uh, different things things to bring? Yeah, sure. So things you should never, ever, ever forget going to Disney are sunscreen, Mm. a poncho, because... It rains a lot in Florida. Sunglasses. Um, sunglasses. Yep. Especially if you have prescription sunglasses. Yeah. Make sure you take your sunglasses. Your magic band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it shipped ahead because you booked ahead of time because you listen to Mouse Chat and we give good advice. We oh, do. You, oh, Every I don't now see, and then. Oh, yes. Here, I'll Every add, now and then. I'll add one on the bring list that I've forgotten many times. Like... Even I've done this most of the time in California or at Disney World because you're like, oh, it's California. It's going to be warm. It's it's uh, the summertime. And then all of a sudden you get there like on the verge of uh, fall coming in or something uh, or at night and it's like 60 degrees and freezing. And then you end up buying a $70 uh, like sweatshirt. See, I almost <laughs> intentionally forget the jacket with the hopes of being able to buy the $70 sweatshirt <laughs> I end up and be able to do Disney it. math. <laughs> I know. And say, I had to buy it. And they have them on racks, like rolled up next to the registers. And I've bought the Disneyland. And of course, all they had was an extra, extra large or something by the time I got there. And I was like, oh, I'll and take it. Don't <laughs> get your mouse ears. Yes, that's true. But yes, I, and then the sneakers, I've fallen. What, even if you bring sneakers, what happens, if especially Disney World, uh, is they have these, if you go during the summer, they have these massive like three o'clock rainstorms where everything you get just completely drenched. Soaked. Yeah. And then if you just have that one pair of sneakers, uh, then you're making a trip to Walmart or something to buy another pair because it's just not yeah. going to dry out by the next day. I do rotate my shoes when I'm there. I usually bring two or three pairs of shoes and every day I wear a different kind. Very good. So I don't get blisters. And, and you know, that's something that I've discovered in really the last like four years is it really does make a big difference to change your shoes up. So mm-hmm. take take two pair to at least two pair of tennis shoes, if not three, and and switch it out. Hmm. I would agree. So get short- a backpack. Yeah, it really yeah. something. The uh, 
uh, fatigue on your, your feet so much. Sharpie, you want to get into some advantages of uh, tickets and what to buy? Especially with the, the, the new ticket types uh, attached to specific days uh, and specific peak periods, uh, increased ticket prices for some days, lower ticket prices for others. That's really a, a, a big area. If you are a very value conscious, value focused visitor, Make sure that you understand the different ticket types before you start planning your trip. So that way you may think that this is a really low attendance season. Well, guess what? You might be hitting at a, a specific time when uh, the attendance is going to, to increase a little uh, and the ticket price raises. Uh, so just make sure that you understand the different ticket types that are available. Uh, know what you need. Also know what you don't need. Uh, know what you are going to have time to use. Uh, if you are getting in after 7 p.m. in the evening, you might still have time to go into a park on your first evening. If you're a family of four or five, you, for what it costs to add an extra day to your ticket, you can add a lot of value by adding an extra day to your ticket for a pretty low price. I mean, if you're, you're looking at $50, $60 to take your family into the park for the evening, you can't go to the movies for that. So <clears throat> take advantage of it. Yeah. Use, use the ticket types to your advantage. Know what the seasons are and know what the prices are. Uh, and know, know where the best ticket discount is in terms of booking with a package and knowing and understanding how all that works. So Know what you're getting into. And always, please, please buy your tickets before you go. Oh, <laughs> Don't yeah. buy them at the gate. Don't think, oh, we'll just show up and buy our tickets at the gate. Well, guess what? You missed out on nearly 90% of all fast passes, even the, 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 the attractions that we would never recommend that you fast pass. You've missed out on those, too. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Lauren, so much to think about. Lauren, first time uh, visitor mistakes with bus transportation. So not anticipating how long it's going to take you to move from place to place mm -hmm. is probably one of the biggest first time mistakes. And it doesn't matter if it's bus or gondola or boat or monorail. Um, you definitely want to understand your, your transit time. So Disney recommends, as Sharpie said earlier, uh, 60 to 90 minutes minimum to move from place to place. And that's really from start to finish. So it sounds like it's a little extreme, but when you look at the broad picture of it, you could walk up to a bus stop. You now have a 20 minute wait because the bus just pulled away. So now you wait 20 minutes, you get on the bus. It takes say five minutes to load the bus or unload and load. You get on the bus you get to where you're going. Now you have to get off the bus. Now you have to walk to the park. You have to go through security. You have to go through the ticket booth and get to where you're going. Yeah. In the end, that will take a minimum of 60 to 90 minutes. So that's what they mean when they say 60 to 90 minutes. It doesn't mean it's going to take you 60 to 90 minutes to drive there. So understanding that is huge. And understanding that like if you book a dining reservation at one park and you're in another park, you need to know that you need to leave. If you have a four o'clock reservation, you need to be walking out of that park 
no later than 2.30. Because yeah. again, it's going to take you time to walk out of that park, wait for a bus. Now you could walk up, there could be a bus there, you could get to security, there could be no line, and it could take you 45 minutes. But you can't predict that. So that's why knowing the bus times and how long it takes to get from place to place is super important. And not putting yourself in a position where you're running all over the place. Yeah. Because Disney is huge. And it's already sometimes stressful enough. And then you're trying to get there and you've got your kids and your kids are sleepy. And the kids are tired. Yeah. So it's always giving yourself. The parents are tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself the extra amount of time. And they're thinking, what was I thinking? Yeah. Because you're trying to run to another, the next thing. And then it makes something that should be really enjoyable, not enjoyable. So, yeah. Right. So, that's so a, again, you know. that all kind of falls back to strategy. Mm-hmm. What about Sharpie, the dining plan? What are some of the fir first timer mistakes with the uh, Disney dining plan? I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is assuming that the dining plan is not for them. Um, th that anytime we're working with clients and, and they're like, oh, I, I, I don't know. I just don't think we'll, I, I just don't think we'll use it. Well, the first question I always have is, are you going to eat on vacation? <laughs> because if you're going to eat on vacation, uh, and once again, this goes back to, to a, a basic of enjoying a vacation. Uh, we've done the dining plan. We have, have done trips where we didn't do the dining plan. Uh, and I've said this on the show many times. One of the biggest advantages to, the, to having the dining plan is the fact that you are not paying out of pocket for every meal. Yeah. It, Oh, it, it just zaps the joy out of vacation for me uh, to look at the menu and say, oh, well, the chicken's like $7 cheaper than the steak. So I think I'll just get the chicken. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's the thing with the dining plan is you go in and you can order whatever you want off the menu uh, for your entree, uh, for for dessert, Um your your drinks, even with a specialty drink or beer or wine included, um, that that's a big advantage of the dining plan is is that the added value of of not constantly paying out of pocket for meals. For some families, the dining plan is going to be a break even. For some, it might cost you a little bit more. For most families, it's going to save you money. I agree. So, Disney advertises on average people save about 20%. That's what that's what we've found. Uh if you're if you're using your snack credits uh to full value, uh you're you're using your dining plan credits for the most expensive meals of the day, uh and and paying out of pocket for when you just want uh like a small snack or something for breakfast or using a a, a snack credit snack for breakfast. Credit. Yep. The biggest and then the, the other Biggest thing that first-time visitors do is they won't understand how the dining plan works before they go. Uh, so they're they're in line for their first meal uh, as far as ordering, and they're trying to understand what they get, uh, what what menu the kids have to order off of, uh, what's included for adults. Uh, my my kid's eleven years old. What what do 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 they get? What menu do they order off of? So that's the other thing is understanding how the dining plan works and how to get the most value uh, and bang for your buck with the dining plan and understanding the differences between the different dining plans, the quick service, the Disney dining plan, the deluxe dining plan, 
a lot of different things there to understand. Which yeah. is a whole nother show. Yeah. <laughs> whole nother show. Yeah. Whole other show. But we'll get back to the basics on explaining the dining plan. We will definitely have to do to basic show. Yes. So Lauren, why don't we get into the other thing that first timers don't usually understand, which is the fast pass system and how that works at Walt Disney World. Okay. So how the fast pass system works is you get your account with my Disney experience, which is also where you're going to book your dining. Um, and order your magic bands and everything else you can do with your vacation. So your fast passes can be booked if you're staying on property 60 days out and you're going to go in there and you're going to choose on at your 60 day window, you're going to choose your fast passes. You get three fast passes per person per day of tickets in one park. So, and there are tiers and all kinds of complicated things involved with the choosing of fast passes. Um, so you definitely want to do your homework on that and make sure you know the tiers and which kind of have an idea of which rides you want to do ahead of time if you're doing them yourself um, or do it through us and we'll help you figure all that out. And you're going to go in, you're going to book your fast passes and you're going to book them for each day. And then once you use your fast passes up, once you're down in Disney and you start to use your fast passes, you'll use your fast passes one, two, and three. After you use that third one, you're going to be able to go into your app and add a fourth one. Once you use the fourth one, you're going to be able to go into the app and add a fifth and so on throughout the day. So again, strategy on longest wait times and things like that are going to become very important in selecting your fast passes. Also putting them in that walking order that we talked about so that you're not zigzagging across the park, wasting time Yeah, is a good strategy. So Sharpie, why don't we get into how to, what rides to pick and kind of which ones to focus on and what some first time mistakes are when people are kind of planning out their ride strategy for Walt Disney World. I think I lost you. Or are you muted? I was muted. There Sorry you go. That. One of the first things to understand with planning a Walt Disney World vacation is what is Walt Disney World? There are four main theme parks. There are two water parks. There's Disney Springs, uh, dining, shopping, entertainment, all of that wrapped into one. Uh, there's the Boardwalk Entertainment District. Uh, the different areas of each park, there are two main parts of Epcot, uh, different lands within Animal Kingdom, of course. So understanding what makes up Walt Disney World, Harry Potter Land is not at Walt Disney World. It's over at Universal. It's across town. Uh, Hollywood Studios is there. Star Wars is not a park of itself. It is within Hollywood Studios. Uh, so understanding what Walt Disney World is, uh, but more importantly, understanding how the parks are organized. Uh, two of Disney's parks are, are kind of a, a, a hub and spoke-ish design uh, where you, you come down a main entry to the park and then kind of divide out into the different lands. Uh, Epcot is organized in a way where the, the front of the park is one area. Uh, the back of the park is an entire area. Uh, they operate a little differently, of course. Um, with with World Showcase, it, it is a lap around World Showcase Lagoon. Uh, 
from from one country to the next. So you're you're going to be putting in uh, at least a mile and a half there. Uh, so planning out where the attractions are, mm-hmm. how you want to tour the park. So when you when you go in, where do you want to go first? Uh, and that's a little Disney secret hint there uh, is average psychology of of being in a new place. You're always going to go right. Uh, so if you go into a park and go right first thing in the morning, you're going to be traveling with all of the crowds so you're going to be hitting the park in the biggest crowds time of the day if you stay with that group all day uh but if you go in the park and go left you're going to avoid some of those early morning crowds and kind of hit some of the areas of the park that are the most quiet uh and then of course understanding why you would want to be in a park early or be in a park late uh so understanding the nighttime fireworks all of that uh but also knowing say for instance the animal kingdom you want to be there first thing in the morning you want to walk the trails uh in the back of the park early in the morning to see all the animals out seeing them being fed uh seeing some of the animal care team members out providing care to those animals so learning kind of the cool ins and outs of why you would tour a park in a specific way uh, and planning your trip out. So you walk that park in some sort of order. So you're not bouncing back and forth from side of the park, from one side of the park to the other, back and forth, back and forth, front of the park to the back of the park. That's how you wear yourself out very early in your vacation by not looking at the park maps ahead of time. So I would, I would add one thing too, which is, a lot of people go and they, you know, it's their first trip and they want to hit what we would as Disney nerds call the e-ticket attractions. So they want to hit the big main attractions. But if you know some of the smaller attractions or things that aren't even rides, um, you can kind of mix them in and have a overall, I guess, more balanced, nicer experience where you're not just waiting in line. Yep. So, yeah, so you could ride the people mover over at the Magic Kingdom and just take a little break while you're riding that. You can pretty much get right on. Um, it goes around Tomorrowland. And while you're there, you can kind of plan out if you want to get a bite to eat or a snack or what you want to do next. Uh, if you're you know, waiting for a fast pass or something. So there's little things like that you can fill pockets of time doing uh, that I think first timers miss. Lauren, you want to go over to uh, shows and parades and fireworks? Oh, sure. So... One of the things that you definitely want to plan out is what days and and most parks have something going on each day, but you want to be aware of it. You know, if there's two fireworks shows going on in a night or two parades going on in a day, depending on the time of year, um, you want to be able to know ahead of time, the parade schedule, the firework schedule. When you get into the park, you want to actually grab a times guide and see what all the show times are so that you can kind of plan out your day and, and make sure you hit the shows that you really want to hit because the shows aren't something you really need to fast pass ahead of time. Um, so it will help you to kind of figure out where you want to head to make sure you hit those shows that are important to you. Um, there's so much going on. So don't miss out on any of those activities. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, this next one's a good one for both of you. So Sharpie, why don't you start with this one and give your opinion on groups uh, and planning those. And then I'm sure Lauren might have the other side of the coin on uh, on how she does groups. My, I am of the opinion that mm-hmm. if you are part of a large family group or a large group of friends, don't plan to stay together for the entire trip. 
it, invariably someone in your group is going to get annoyed uh, with how long it takes someone to, to do something or skipping over bathroom breaks and then then someone else needs to hit every single bathroom in the park. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just kind of how it works. It's just, you know, it's just kind of how people think and work and just don't do it. Plan times to be apart and plan times to come back together. Uh, to make sure that everyone gets to do what they want to do for at least a little while each day, um, especially for larger family groups, plan to come together for meals, uh, plan to to do a, an attraction together first thing in the morning, uh, plan a, a group trip over to Disney Springs, do things together, plan things together, but don't plan on staying together for the entire trip. You'll wear yourself out. So to me, there's a, a plus and a minus to this. So if you're going as a family reunion and, and let's say you're a smaller group, like let's say 10 people and or 12 people, whatever, and you guys want to hit similar rides and do similar things, the moment you break apart, you'll never catch each other up again that day. Because you're going to be riding Winnie the Pooh while I'm riding Jungle Cruise. And then I'm going to come off a of Jungle Cruise and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I wanted to ride Jungle Cruise. So now you're going to be playing catch up all day. So there is a downside to doing that, too. So and I do get the the opinion of doing meals together and meeting up for certain activities together and doing things like that. And I can appreciate that. But and I think that's good with really big groups. Like if you have a group of, you know. 35 or 40 people, then I do think that you need to split off and just meet up for meals. But if you're a smaller group and you guys want to do similar things and experience things together and do the character meet and greets and take big family pictures, as soon as you split up, you're, you're never reconnecting until that meal because everybody's always going to be on a different page. So there's pluses and minuses to it. Yeah. If you're the type that wants to do everything, Give me a call. You can pay me. I will come do everything with you while your family goes off and 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 watches the fireworks. You know, <laughs> don't be lonely. Phone a friend. <laughs> oh my god, you are so funny. I can't. I agree so on yeah. There's pluses and minuses yeah. to both sides. I agree. And you always tough. have the option of taking Sharpie with you. It is tough because I've experienced it both I'll ways. And either you have a group and then someone wants a shop or someone wants a restroom break and then you're you're standing alone and then you're trying to get a group to agree on what to do next is is difficult. Um and then when you split up the groups, um you're constantly texting each other to see where the other people are and then and then you're, you know, three or four more rides down the road, you might finally hit it just catch. right where you catch right. each other because then you're either like standing somewhere with your group waiting for the other group right. to get off a lot uh, of a ride. And then your group is, so it's tough on both ways. It's hard to, um, yeah. it's hard I to make it I think it's something work. should be discussed and decided ahead of time. Yeah. And then basically you kind of go with it. Cause once you separate, it's very hard to reconnect. All right. So I think that wraps up our common first time visitor mistakes to Walt Disney world. If you have another one that we missed, go to our Mouse Chat Facebook group and post it there. And uh, 
we'll start a list of what you think the common mistakes were and how, uh, what your advice is and what your tips are. And, uh, if you want to listen to our other shows, you can, uh, go over to iTunes or whatever it is now, or you can go to the, uh, uh, what is it? The podcast app on your phone. You can go to the Google play store, uh, wherever you can listen to podcasts. You can find us over at mouse chat. We have a show once a week. Uh, you can leave us a comment at comments at mousechat.net or just go to our Facebook group. It's the easiest way uh, to get in touch with us and as well as other Mouse Chat fans. There are more of us that are Disney nerds. Don't forget, if you scream at the radio while you're listening to us, we're not going to hear you. That's <laughs> true. This is true. But uh, I think that's it for this show. So thanks for listening. Oh, and, and I have to thank Pixie Vacations sponsoring oh. the show my gosh i forgot about that on the last one but uh yeah and if you want to plan a trip sharpie or lauren and uh get you set up and uh take care of everything for you so thanks for listening and join us again next week on mouse chat <laughs> <laughs>